Right, looking tired and stressed, Martin. What's up? Oh, busy day today. Unbelievable. Teach well, not teaching, but presenting to a bunch of 14, 15 year olds. That'll right. do it every time. That sounds like teaching to me. <laughs> well, it was more delivering a presentation and uh, getting them to do some worksheets and things. So I've been, I volunteered to do this thing for the young enterprise. Yep. Going to school. It's called, what was it called, the program? Uh, Learn to Earn. So it's basically introducing them to how much things cost, how, what, you know, the cost of living and that sort of thing. And then, um, you know, introducing them to different skills that they might have and then the jobs that, that might be appropriate for them so they can choose a job. And then at the end of it, redoing this budget of what you want. So you start out with your dream like dream hmm. lifestyle and then you end up with actually this is what you're probably gonna be able to do. It's really good. It teaches them a lot, but it's hard work dealing with fourteen, fifteen year olds yeah, when you're not used to it. Very good. So yeah, that was a bit stressful. And you're still bearded. I am, yeah. Still no Google update. It's getting annoying now. <laughs> it's quite weird because there's just like one hair will grow like seemingly at twice the rate of the others. So I've had to go around with scissors every now and again now and chop one off. You should have left it. That would be quite funny. I know because it's like random things like poking out my face. Brilliant. I met my mate with my brother for the first time in God, it must have been a, what, nearly a year, I guess, yesterday. And uh, he was like, he shocked him a bit. He was like, oh, you could have put a photo on Facebook or something to warn me or prepare me for what was coming my way. Hey ho, yeah, it's no Google update yet, still, uh, still waiting for that. <laughs> so what else have you been working on? Um, well, funnily enough, when we agreed to do the podcast, I thought I'd better do a bit of preparation today, and I was kind of looking at my calendar going, what have I been up to? <laughs> <laughs> you always want to sound like you've been uh, been busy, don't you? Yeah. But I had uh, two days off last week for golf, so oh, that's right. two days taken out. Was that the club championship? No, 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 it was uh, a corporate day I was invited to on the Thursday. Very nice. And there was a charity day on the Friday. That was good. So that was nice. How'd you get on? Uh, we did all right, actually. I'm trying to think. We didn't win either of them, but we did. We didn't come last. That's always the first objective in yeah, these golf not competitions: is not to come last. Yeah, because usually a wooden spoon prize. So we fulfilled that objective. That was good. Um, Excellent. And uh, well, some big news, I guess, which we put on Facebook is Sophie's pregnant again. So Woo! Another baby coming away. So uh, <clears throat> yeah, after just, I wouldn't say we're used to having Isabella around now because it's. Uh, do you ever get used to games it? And, no, yeah. I was going to say, do you I'm ever get used sure. to it? But come the start of January next year, there'll be uh, someone one. to entertain Isabel. Wow. <laughs> Keep her entertained. That'll be different. Yes. The I'd, second one. I, I well, everyone's one, what? Because everyone, the older, whatever you would call it, people will say oh, the second one's always easier, but I don't know how that can possibly work out. Yeah. You've got more to do. You got what you got. Exactly. You know, we've been kept up all night by the youngest, and then the other one's still wanting attention and the mm. rest of it. It can't be easier, surely. I've got a couple of friends who've got twins, and they're all hoping that we were going to have twins. So sorry <laughs> to disappoint them. <laughs> oh, that's great news, though. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, so, so yeah, that's uh, been going on, telling family and friends all about that. So yeah, cool. That's really good. Well, I've had a couple of weeks. Well, fairly busy. I mean, I think on the last podcast I was saying that I'd got this uh, request for proposal, this RFP from one of my clients, which was a bit of an onerous thing to fill in. But, you know, I, I, I did it all and sent it off. Spent about a day filling it in. And then there were a couple of meetings as well with the client, just web meetings. So I didn't have to go anywhere. Um, and that was another couple of hours. And so, yeah, in the end, the good news is I got the got the project. Ooh. Well so yeah, so I was pleased with that, and um, well, you know, pleased and a bit disappointed at the same time because <laughs> now I've got about five or six weeks worth of uh, of work to do. Yeah, uh, so that's going to make everything else a bit more difficult. But um, it's really good because it means you know get some money in, and then yeah, yeah. that'll keep me going for longer without having to worry about that. So yes, yeah, so that was good. Um, 
in addition to that, I've had a couple of meetings with the, the people that are interested in the product I'm building. Um, and there's a, something came out of that, which we'll come on to a bit later on. But um, yeah, there the, the were two really, really good meetings. Um, people that have already got part of, you know, bits of the process in place, uh, like maybe an online booking system and some sort of back-end stuff, but not the whole thing, or they're not completely happy with it. And so this, I took along some sketches of what I was planning and what's being built, and they were all very enthusiastic, so that's mm. good. Um, and in addition to that, I, I got the third person that's that's really interested. I've had two emails in two weeks of them saying, where is it, where is it? Huh? They really want it. So There you go. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's really good going, so I'm really pleased with that. Uh, but... Yeah, it's taken a fair amount of time. This week's been a bit of a nightmare because this is the week where the RFP went in and I've won it, um, which is great, obviously. But I've had this young enterprise thing I've done today. Tomorrow's school sports day. Um, and my developer that I've got building the product is off this week on holiday. Right. So it's been a bit manic just trying to keep everything mm. ticking over nicely. So. And so how is the development going? It's going all right, actually. Slower than I'd like. So before he went on holiday, we had a bit of a conversation about that. And I said... Look, I think the work's good that you're doing, but it's going a bit more slowly than I would like. So he, you know, he was fine about that, and we had a conversation that we left it as we're going to have a meeting Monday morning when he gets back, and work out what we do mm. to improve it. So he recognises that there's something that we need to work on. So it'll either be, I don't know. I mean, the options are what either I can, I could just sack him and get someone else uh, who might do the work faster, or we could reduce the rate. Mm. Or some, I don't know. So um, I'm keeping an open mind, really, and I'll have a conversation with him on Monday and see yep. how it goes. Um, but you need to get it built. You've got people asking for Well, this it is the problem because one of the meetings that I had was with one of these companies was they want a lot more work doing than just the product that I'm building. So the product I'm building will hook into their website, but they want their website looked at as well. And right. they want some SEO work and they want this work. And so I'm, I'm actually pitching to them next week for a whole sort of project of work um, which will include the product bit fitting in as well. So that will fit in as part to fulfil part of their requirements and then there'll be bespoke work for the other stuff. Um, and I've said that I'll demo something to them, uh, you know, to give them a feel for what it, what the product will be like. Mm. And now I'm thinking, oh, actually, I've only got a few days before to prepare something to, to do it. I think it'll be okay, but uh, yeah, it's a bit seat of the pants at the moment. <laughs> so that's always the way though, isn't it? Yeah, it's the best way. I think having that sort of deadline makes you uh, a bit more focused, so that's good. Yeah. Well, while um, while waiting for this Google update that I've been moaning about for the last, oh, God knows how long, since we've been doing this podcast, <laughs> we've, uh, we've, I'd mentioned before about, uh, we had a referral through for um, some chap who's got an estate agent website and some oh, yeah, bits and yeah. pieces. He's actually got five or six other businesses, so um, we put a proposal in for uh, building a new website for him last week. Uh, no, it was this week actually. Sorry, Monday. Mm. So waiting to hear back from him on that. Oh, cool. And then uh, the reason why I mentioned my brother earlier on, he's he's had his own business for ages, mm. and I guess part of the inspiration of me not wanting to work for the man and you know have my own business and so on. Yeah. Uh, and so I did work for him ages ago on his website and kind of stepped away from it, I guess, to go and do my own stuff. So, but he called me up yesterday in desperate need. <laughs> of needing some help on his website so um we've signed him up on a retainer now which is quite good so oh, right. that'll retainer, be so. uh yeah uh, some some work each month for that um and i get thinking about it from what we've spoken about before of uh you know once you've done a kind of a, i guess a business or an idea like 
than the software product, mm. than the affiliate marketing and the SEO stuff. And you want the next business to be something different, to be yeah. a new challenge. I guess I've never really done the consultancy stuff mm. or the web development, well, not web dev, but you know, building websites as a business thing. I did a little bit of contracting for like three months, I think, or something like that, but I don't really count that as anything. So yeah. I think almost, you know, trying to build up a consultancy type company or whatever you'd call it yeah. these days. Perhaps maybe will be the next interesting challenge. Because you've already, you've kind of already got that there, haven't you? You've got the the developers there. And we've got, got developers. We've got, got base content already. people. Yeah, yeah, you can manage social accounts and all that kind of stuff. So all the skill set is there. It's just a case of going out and winning the business, really. So it's kind of creating the products that are the the things that you'll do and mm. then selling them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, because it's funny that, isn't it? Because most people would start the other way with themselves mm. contract contracting, and then earn enough work that they can outsource it or get other people on board and most them. people want to get onto a, into a product don't they eventually but yeah i've kind of done the product thing before and yeah, i don't really want to have to do the do the whole product thing again so oh, that's exciting that it kind of it almost fits with my mind and mindset at the moment where i keep flicking between ideas and stuff yeah if you've got five or six projects that you can flick between that happen to be client projects you know that will uh suit my attention deficit disorder and allow me yeah. to switch between things when definitely yeah. <laughs> in between stuff so we'll, well see that, it's interesting, yeah, because I, I've been mainly on this project, the, the latest product I'm working on it is, I've been mainly sort of specking it out and working on how it's going to work and then talking to people. So the different side of it to what I'd normally concentrate on and someone else has been building it. And this week I've been getting into the code a bit, but it's funny, I've not been enjoying the code as much as I thought I would, mm. getting, getting my hands dirty in it. And um, and I'm wondering if I'm of a similar thing where my mindset is kind of elsewhere, more on building a business rather than actually doing the, the hard graft of the coding yep. as well. Um, but we'll see about that. I'm, I'm going to have to get involved at some point because there's so much to do. But um, yeah, we'll see. I did think as well about, so when I realised that things were going more slowly than I, I'd like, I thought that it's coming up to the summer. It'd be a good time to get an intern maybe. Yeah, I was going to say maybe it's time for your first employee. Yeah, <laughs> I could I could maybe hire an intern just for the summer, six, eight weeks, whatever. Yeah. Um, they'd have to be fairly well skilled already though to, to get into it straight away. But it might be worth looking at. So. Mm. I've been on and on about that a bit, so maybe maybe. Next well, if you're going to do that, you need to get on with that, don't you? Cause yes. There's only a couple of weeks of school left. Or yeah, yeah. University is probably broken. They're probably up already already, finished by now. Yeah, university. So I'll uh, hopefully tomorrow I'll ring someone up and talk about it. Hmm. Very good. Yeah, it's good. So what's so, the main topic that you wanted to? Well, yeah. One of the things that's come out over the, some of these meetings I've been having is mm. um, nothing, no concrete suggestions or anything like that. But a few people have kind of alluded to the idea of some sort of partnership or um, joint venture type arrangement. So I'm going to be building this software. They've already got something or some ideas about how it should work. Uh, and, and you know, they're happy to hand over that information and, and we're having the conversations and all the rest of it. But there's, I can just sense an undercurrent of them thinking, hang on a minute, maybe we should partner up on this mm. because we can bring the, the knowledge of the industry, which you you know I haven't got yet I'm building it up as I go but I don't know it that well um, and partner and build this thing together so that set me off thinking about whether that's a good idea <laughs> so I just wanted to talk it through I know you've had partnerships in the past and I've been doing a bit of research on it just to get things straight in my own mind and um, yeah I, mean, I think for me the the main uh, the, th the thing I've got is that they want to the, the people that I'd be partnering with in this case would be people that are already in the industry. So they have niche yeah. knowledge, which is great. So domain knowledge, deep domain knowledge, which I haven't got. So I could get that, but it's going to take me a couple of years at least to get to similar levels to, to what they are. 
they're up to speed on all the developments, so they know where to look for the for the latest information on what's coming next. They're probably connected to people that will tell them what's coming next. Um, they've got a lot of contacts, that's another thing, so they can spread the word much more quickly. I've already identified that it's going to be hard to spread the word online through SEO or, or forums, things like that, because there, aren't, there isn't that much of it about. Mm. It's going to be a lot of outreach um, and you know, f- physical sort of marketing, that sort of thing, whereas they can short-circuit short that with their contacts. Um, so that's another benefit. Um, but then there are lots of concerns as well, because, you know, I've got... It's made me realise a bit more than I thought. I'm a bit more of a control freak, so I want the whole thing. It's my baby. Don't want, yeah. anyone, you know, don't want anyone else to touch it. And part of that is, I think, because I don't like the idea of someone else being dependent on me. I'm happy for people for for me to tell people what to do and and all that sort of thing. You know, it's like being the boss and uh, making sure that things get done the way I want them done. But I don't want somebody else who's going to be inputting into that, and I'm going to have to negotiate with and all that sort of thing. I find that a bit. I'm fine with it in a normal mm. day-to-day life, but because this thing is, feels like it's my baby, I'm not sure I want that, you know, as part of it. So that's another sort of thing. And then there's there's really just, as soon as you introduce like a partner like that, you need to make more money from the product to yeah. make it worthwhile. And so then you get into the, you know, the start, <clears throat> excuse me, the start small, stay small mentality. Do you want something that's bigger than just to give you a lifestyle business or, or what? So... I don't know, as I have a drink to sort sort my throat out, (laughs) what your thoughts are? Well, I think uh, the businesses I've got into, both of them, I Mm. think your last point was probably the most important one about whether you want to grow something that's big or whether you want to grow something that's smaller just you can manage by yourself. Right. Because if you don't answer that one, you kind of go into a business without a plan or an idea, which is what I've done really with the past two. And probably I'm even going into with the third in now, so you know, take his advice for what you want. But if you do want to sit down and say, well, I definitely want, want it to stay small or I definitely want to grow it, well, that kind of answers, answering that you want to stay small kind of knocks the whole idea on the head, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's true, yeah. Yeah, so I guess that's a full-on um, thing. Because, you know, I guess in my head I'm thinking I want it to be something in the immediate future, something that just means I don't have to do the consulting anymore and I can free up a bit more time by... Well, probably still be working as hard, but less dependent on my time linked to the money. You know, that's yeah. that whole thing, that uh, disconnecting that link there. Um, so that's the first goal of the product. But then I guess when I get to that point, the next goal of the product is going to be grow it, make it bigger. Mm. So so I'm in kind of two minds about that, that, that one. So the, the first, if you look at the next, say, two years, then, yeah, small. <coughs> Keep it small make it into a, a lifestyle type business so I can have a decent lifestyle lifestyle I want and all that sort of thing but then in five years maybe I want it to be bigger than that Yeah. or maybe I'll be on something else You know, yeah. it's hard to uh, to make that decision straight off the bat well I mean these people you've only just met haven't you yeah, so. yeah. there's a lot of uh, there's a, like I said there's, they've not approached me or anything with this it's just, just something that triggered in my brain about that I should really get my head around in case anybody does approach me and talk to me about it yeah um, so there's nothing there. It's just I want to make sure I'm, 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 I've got a good answer if anybody does ask me. Um, and I thought it'd be good for the podcast as well to have a chance about it. <laughs> so assuming that you don't care about answering that first question about whether you're just looking into the idea, I guess, like mm. not worrying about whether you just want it to stay small or whether you want it to stay big. Um, you know, if, somebody, if, if I was in your shoes and someone approached me, I would um, suggest 
doing it on almost a commission type basis to start with yeah because i guess you're looking at them from a sales perspective yeah um because for you to to make this work i guess it would be better f- you don't want to partner with another programmer no there's no exactly. point yeah you want to partner with someone who's got you know skills that will bring an additional additional stuff to the project rather than complement yours i guess yeah. or be the same as yours um so that would be kind of a sales maybe a marketing a bit um and if it's sales and you say they've got the network and they know people already you know if they can prove that they can sell your system into 10 different clubs or whatever mm. then first of all that shows you know they're committed to the project and they can actually do what they're offering to do in terms of the sales perspective mm. um and it'll give you time to get to know them and know how they work and yeah and those true. kind of things yeah, because I've done a lot of research, and I'll I've got a bunch of links that I'll put in the show notes about it. Um, and you know the, the 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 articles about how to pick the right business partner. You know they all say the same thing really, which is kind of what you just said, which is you need to be able to trust them for a start. Um, you know if they're going to be a proper business partner, you know you need to know that you share the same values and that sort of thing because that's going to affect how you you get on and and how the company grows. Um, how the communication is between the two of you and also is there a mutual respect so all of that I I haven't got anybody offering to be a partner yet so mm. I don't know about that and that would have to happen over time so I think as you said that's a good way of doing it is maybe getting some sort of uh, sales referral type uh, fee for them and that yeah. sort of thing um, yeah that's good and then you know you come on and if you do decide that you want somebody to be your business partner you then get into the whole equity split yeah uh, thing and whether it should be 50-50 or not 50-50 and there's a really good article I found from by uh, Joel Spolsky I've read it years ago but I'd forgotten mm. about it and I've just read it again have you do you know what I, I know, mean? I know the one you mean because I was going to go through because when you said you wanted to talk about this I was going to find that article yeah so it's quite good when I let's do the show, show pre-notes whatever we want to call them that uh, you'd already put it in there so yeah and and he was um, it's really interesting what he was saying actually because he's talking about fairness really and, and he, he was saying that I think you need to um be on the same level when you start this out. So if you've got a partner, so say you and one other person, he recommends 50-50 split. But, um, and then so so you kind of have stripes, I think he calls it, where the first people get a 50-50 split and then the next stripe gets another portion of the company. I think it's 10%. So I think it's 10% each time. So you, so you have kind of your founders that get the split at 50-50. Then you get and the next lot of first employees in which might be three or five employees or something and they get a 10% of the shares and then mm. you get the next lot of employees in which might be 30 or 50 employees and they get the next and you keep striping it like that so that people's um, people get a share of the company as they as they go further down that sounds really good and really fair um, but it brings into into question the fact that if if so let's say this other person that I go into partnership theoretically with um, if they are already running a business and this is something else that they're adding onto their plate, they're not going to be able to spend full time on it, for example. Mm. Now, they might have a team that they can apply to it, which means effectively they are putting in as much effort as I am. Um, but it's a really difficult thing to measure that, isn't it? I think. Yeah. And, and whether you just say 50-50 or not, uh, some of the other articles I've read have given examples where people have gone 50-50 and then one of them has just disappeared after a couple of months. Yeah. And come back when they sold the company to say I'll have my fifty percent now. Yeah, you know, yeah. Well, you should. Uh, ground. The only thing I would definitely say if you do this kind of thing is have a shareholders agreement. Yeah. So that all layers out what happens if one of you does leave. Um, you know, I guess there's terms of what what means commitment. So you know, if people aren't putting in the time, or whatever, then you can 
execute certain things to happen and it can all be defined about the amount that you pay for the shares and all that kind of stuff so again that's not all for argument mm. um, based on revenue or profit or whatever um, so the shareholders agreement is really important um, and <clears throat> if you were to go 50-50 again this would be up to I guess the relationship whatever with the person you you went with and perhaps the shareholders agreement would get around this but um, my accountant always said uh, and this is how we had lightning tools was that have one person as 51 and one person as 49 right so there's never a stalemate okay. um, if you do ever get to the situation where you know you are completely both in opposition about something someone can always at least make a decision so that things move forward rather than nothing happening yeah, yeah. Um, and with lightning tools we uh, Brett and I were always 50-50 in decisions and that 51-49 thing was never enforced and it never needed to be um, but it was always there just in case mm. you know it did come to a point where yeah um, I've read some other things similar made. to that but where they've said if if you are going to go 50-50 then in your in your shareholders agreement you need to have uh, a third party registered as the arbiter basically so if you can't decide on something there's a trusted third party that can come in and make mm. the decision um, so then, you know, you'd both, I suppose, present your arguments to them yeah, and make the decision. Again, it can be said in the shareholders' agreement or the, the, you know, the company formation documents. But I guess it can be fifty-fifty. But it can say that someone, if in, in case of, you know, they're not being in agreement, someone takes on the role in theory of CEO who does right. have the authority to make that decision in the yeah, end. Yeah, that um, makes sense. But yeah, that all has to be written down, doesn't it? Rather yeah. than just be said. Yeah. <laughs> There's a thing as well. I, I've, I've picked up a bit on but I didn't fully understand how it would work which is how your shareholding can change over time so you can write an agreement where it changes over time based on level of input effectively mm. um, do you know so that's vesting of shares yeah isn't it? yeah I don't yeah really yeah fully so that's one of the, the, the job thing I was looking at so so say we were to start a, a company together me and you and we said we'll go 50 50 yeah but we can only vest 10 percent for each year we put into the business up to right. five years that makes sense, so that yeah. makes sure that you put five years into it before you get your full 50%. Yeah. But if I did two years, I'd still, I've still put time into the business, but I would only get 20%. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a real fair, fair way of doing it. That's right. Yeah. I do remember reading that now. So, so it's kind of like you, um, you might have an agreement that you'll eventually get up to a level of shares, but it happens over a period of time to make sure you're committed and your yep. commitment stays there. Yep. So you may start off with 20% with an aim of getting to 50, but unless you actually work for three years or whatever on the product, yeah, as you said, you would. You, you're never going to get that amount. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. I think you know, reading reading through it all and talking to you now, I think that's uh, helped crystallise things in my mind. So if anyone does approach me, I, at least I've got an answer. And what would that answer be, though? Answer. Oh no, I won't. I, I won't <laughs> have a full on answer about whether I'd go into partnership with someone or not. Because obviously, you've got to validate all those things about do you trust them, do you respect them, can you communicate with them. So it would have to be somebody that fitted all those boxes. And then if that happened, then the actual final. Would I do it or wouldn't I do it? I don't yeah. know. I think um, it would be difficult. And there's things that I've learned, I guess, that uh, that would perhaps phrase how I would do this if I was going to do something similar again, in terms of, like you said, about them already having a business that they're running. Mm. And then you've also got your freelance and stroke contract yes. business on the side as well. So yeah. neither of you are going to be 100% on this. No, exactly. So yeah. it would almost be better where you're in a position of um, you get, the clubs, what's it called? What do you call it? After school clubs. After school clubs project up to a, you know, the place where it's earning enough revenue to pay, you know, 
your full-time living mm. whatever so you're not doing the contracting things so it's just your 100 percent project mm. so that then anyone else who's interested you can say well yeah you can come on board but you've got to be 100 percent committed to that too yeah and because it's already set up and running and you know it's paying a salary or whatever you you can either buy into it or you know your percentage is going to be smaller because there's already a year or two yeah, years worth yeah, of work that's gone yeah. into it type thing yeah that's true i think that's kind of the way i was thinking about it as well but uh yeah, I mean, I don't know what my decision would be. I'd have to really think about it properly if that ever came up. But um, at least now I know the different pros and cons in my head and what to look out for and, and, yeah. and how to how to approach it from now on. So, I think, well, again, another one of the risks for this particular scenario, like we said, the people that you've spoken to, mm. theirs would be a more of a sales role because they've got that network of other people running yeah. clubs and stuff. You know, once they've exhausted that network of clubs, the people they already know... You know, how good are they at reaching out to people they exactly, don't know? Exactly, that's stuff. the thing, you see. And and yeah. part of it, like I say, no one's approached me or anything yet. It's just sort of an undercurrent. I'm thinking that somebody might, at some point, I might just talk to somebody and they'll turn around and say, actually. Um, but there's there's another thing, which is, would they, would it be a problem partnering with somebody who's effectively a competitor of the people you're trying to sell to? You know, because if, if, if half of the business, for example, if it was 50-50, was owned by a club and then you're trying to sell to other clubs mm. this software you know you can imagine that being a problem i think yeah. because in theory that club will have access to their data they'll they'll have access to see what they're doing on mm. a day-to-day basis and there's a there's a sort of a conflict of interest there straight away yeah uh, and that's that was the big stumbling block in my head to start off with and i think it still is to be honest so i think if it was another club that approached me it would probably be, have to be a no because of that um that one issue it would put people off I think yep uh, but anyway like the, I said um, I think well just knowing the ins and outs I think from, being, from doing the golf the golf thing and speaking to golf pros and stuff you kind of got I got that kind of in you know feeling from the golf pros as well right yeah. in terms of they'd be interested in you know something else and it may well but I got the kind of feeling from, from some of them that it would be their way out of teaching golf lessons oh right because they've only got four or five hours a day haven't they of teaching golf yeah. so they're kind of limited the ceiling of what they can earn yeah whereas if they come and sell reoccurring recurring software model you know the sky's almost a limit type thing yeah and so you may well find that someone who's run a school club has a network and stuff but once after school club and wants to get out of that business yeah and this they see this as their route to, to something interesting. else yeah yeah it probably is so then there might there wouldn't be that conflict like you say yeah. you'd, you'd say to them you have to be 100 percent committed to this this new project and they say well that's great because we're gonna i'm getting out of the school <laughs> club thing <isn't> <laughs> yeah that's interesting i can utilize my way. network for it yeah yeah that's good yeah, that's interesting, yeah. Yeah, I think it's just good to be armed with this sort of information because uh, if it does crop up in a meeting, the last thing you want to do is just go blank and, oh, I don't know, you know. Yeah. It's, uh, so, yeah, anyway. So, anyway, what what else? Have you got anything else? I haven't got any other stuff, no. No? Uh, just looking through my list. Nope. So, the only thing I noticed this week, have you seen the BBC micro bit? No. There's a project that B- the BBC are, are doing. And uh, I remember when I was at school years ago and I had my ZX Spectrum, there was the BBC Micro that they released. And I don't, I don't know what that, you know, what what that was all about. Well, they, I don't think they gave them away. I think you had to buy them. But um, this BBC Micro bit thing is like a little, um, I suppose it's like a smaller than a, a Raspberry Pi, but it's a programmable little circuit board thing which has got LEDs on and a button and stuff and you can program it to play games and stuff like mm. that. And they're giving it away. Um to every every school kid in the country oh. in a particular year I can't remember what year it is I think it's year 8 or something no it's not that old anyway 
sort of 10 year olds I think it is yeah. um, at a certain point in time if, if your kid is in that year at school they'll all get one of these things it's, I think it's amazing it's fantastic trying to encourage people to program yeah. and, uh, and play about this technology that's cool anyway I'll put a link in the show notes if anyone's interested in that very good cool alright so guess I guess that's it. it I guess we're done I'll uh, see you again in two weeks yep cheers Martin alright cheers bye bye